Welcome to an episode of Leah and the Internet. I hope you enjoy the show. Leah and the Internet is a show featuring rotating guests who discuss the impact the Internet has on the world. So who's Leah Devin Sarantino? I'm an artist, currently living in San Francisco, who's a little sick, but the show must go on. So 2015 is coming to a close, and what better way to end it than listening to five past and future guests of the podcast to tell you about their most memorable moments that happened this year on the internet. I'm excited to have Harold Burnett, Molly May, Emily Eaton, Robert James Algio, and Georgie Gibbs share their thoughts and reflections on 2015. Hello, my name is Harold Burnett, and I had the honor and pleasure of being the first guest on Leah and the Internet. The best place to contact me is on my Twitter, where I tweet under my full name, Harold Burnett. 2015, a year where we took some great strides forward and some great strides backwards as a society. There were a few things we all could agree on. That was until Nicholas Frazier uploaded a video to his Vine account on August 29th. Set to the 90s R&B group Nexus hit, Too Close, Frazier attempted to call out all the liars in his life. It became a viral hit and arguably the song of the summer. The importance of the Why You Lying Vine can't be underplayed. It's extremely rare for a viral video to transform into a method of calling BS on statements made by politicians, athletes, or your aunt. The very image of Frazier leaning against the white aluminum sign of his home with the best smirk the internet has ever seen has become more than just a six second clip. Nicholas has created the ultimate eye roll for the modern day. He managed to take an idea we've all had and give it a voice. While we have long since moved on from his initial vine, every time I see a clip of anyone saying anything anywhere, a small part of me hopes that the now famous chords of the next song will strike up and I will be greeted with Fraser's smirk and instantly forget whatever comment was just made. Hey, I'm Molly May. As a fan of Leah's, a fan of the pod, and a follower of her work, you uh, may remember me as her taller friend. (laughs) Uh, When Leah asked me what my favorite or most memorable thing was on the internet in 2015, um, I was immediately compelled to cheat. It's hard for me to remember to change my laundry over, let alone, you know, pinpoint an exact moment that made me ooh and ah on the internet for 365 days. But I do think that it's weird that I can recall exactly where I was the first time that I saw Caitlyn Jenner at work on the toilet. And before you get all judgy, you guys, you know that you all do it too. But she she showed up on my Instagram feed, cover of Vanity Fair, as you all know it now. Um, and I think it was a photo that Chloe had posted. Um, but I was hurriedly scrolling, you know, as you do. And then I stopped and I wondered what the hell my mom was doing in her underwear on the internet. And then I found the photo again. Not my mom, Caitlyn Jenner. Thank you, 2015. Well, hi there. It's Emily Eaton. Last you heard my voice was when Leah and I were discussing dating, friendship, curation, fake lives on the internet on episode six of Leah and the Internet. And it was just a goddamn blast. So I'm very happy that she asked me to um, do a little snippet about my favorite moment of 2015 on the internet. So I dug deep into all of my likes on Vine on my profile in the past year and was just basically basically in tears over all the amazing content that was put out this past year. It was just, there's some fucking funny shit out there. And oh my god. I just had to give a shout out to that. I was going to discuss that, but Harold already did. So that's fine because the more I thought about what impacted me the most in 2015 on the internet, I realized that it was a three-year-old who gave me the most 
life. That three-year-old's name is Riley Curry. She is daughter of Stephen Curry, who is a basketball player for the Golden State Warriors. I only know that because of Riley Sports. And um, she kind of made her appearance on the internet after a game, the Western Conference Finals, kind of the big one where her dad's team had just beat out the other team. I think it was the Houston Rockets, and I only know that because of Beyonce sports. So it was during it was post-game press conference, and her dad is being interviewed, and she just walks on stage and basically is like, I want you to pay, you to pay attention to me, so I'm going to sit on your lap right now. And she just basically, I mean, she has some idea of what's going on. And, you know, you can't really say no, get off the stage to a three-year-old when there's 100 cameras on you because they'll probably throw a tantrum. So she just starts doing her own thing, sitting on her dad's lap while he's being interviewed. She grabs a microphone and she's like, you're talking too loud, daddy. Be quiet. And everyone starts cracking up and she kind of feeds off that energy and starts dancing around. She eventually walks over to the security guard and hands him her already chewed gum. And he gladly takes it as he should. You know, everyone should bow down to Riley. And she proceeds to dance around, spin around the curtains. She hides under the table for a while. People start asking more questions or they can't even ask a question without laughing because of what she's doing on stage and her antics. There's another press conference like a few days later, I don't know, after another game. And she starts singing the Big Sean song and like the baby's fucking relevant, man. She knows what's hip. Like whenever I hear that song now, I just hear it in the Riley Curry voice, you know, I feel blessed. I probably revined like 57 vines this past year of her in that voice. So basically, she just like won the hearts of everyone in the world. And NBA tweeted about her. BuzzFeed had all the articles on her. I hope that she wins the NBA's MVP of 2015. I don't know if that's a thing, but it should be and she should win. And another amazing video that they posted of her, her parents, was on her third birthday this past August. And she does the nene and she is amazing at it and she could probably improve on her whip but whatever she has room to grow so you know she just killed it this past year and i'm so excited for 2016 and to see more of her antics and they had another baby this year so two times the fun of curry children that know more rap lyrics than you do and that's all i gotta say for 2015 excited for 2016 if you want you can follow me on instagram at ere yeah you know me and that's all Hi everyone, my name is Robert James Algio. I am a comic book artist, web developer, and educator living in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You can find me on Twitter at R-J-A-L-G-E-O. And while I haven't appeared on an episode of Leah and the Internet yet, I have known Leah for quite some time. I think I knew her back when she got her first T1 speed internet connection at the Cardin Building in North Philadelphia, um, though I suppose that's a story for another episode. But I'm here today because Leah asked me to talk a little bit about what my favorite favorite thing on the internet was this year, uh, the year being 2015. And as I'm sure you've heard from other uh, guests and contributors this episode, uh, that's actually a pretty tall order to, to pick one thing, one moment, one meme, uh, one video, one event. And so I was sort of trying to think about, you know, what I liked the most, what made me laugh, what made me think, you know, maybe what made me cry, though, uh, you know, I'm made of steel, so that doesn't really happen that often. And I think all things considered, my favorite thing on the internet 
this year was when comedian John Hendren was able to get onto an headline news network program to discuss Edward Snowden. But as a contributor in that context, he uh, would talk incessantly about Edward Scissorhands. And I assume Lee's going to be able to provide a link to this video, but to me, it sort of encapsulated everything that's good about the sort of democratization of information through the internet, but everything that's wrong with sort of the mass production of content and culture. And so when you watch this video, you sort of get a great example of how inane so much of our news and information and coverage is, um, sort of the host's inability or unwillingness to recognize that the guest is sort of not making any sense. But then you also get a pretty good laugh when the comedian compares uh, Edward Snowden to Edward Scissorhands, so I guess compares in the right word because he's just straight up talking about Edward Scissorhands in that context. So yeah, I guess that is what made me laugh the hardest, uh, sort of what made me think the most. It's all around sort of one of those things that I probably would not have seen, you know, 20 years previous because uh, it wouldn't have been cataloged in any way. Um, it would have aired live and that would have been it. So yeah, I guess for me that was my favorite moment uh, of 2015 on the internet. Hello everyone, this is Georgie Gibbs. You may remember me from such things as the second episode of Leah in the Internet, and that's basically it. Um, you could find me, though, on Instagram at GeorgieGirl84 or on Twitter at Georgie underscore Ann. So this was a very hard choice, and I really went back and forth between wanting to impress everyone with my intelligence, um, using some kind of long-form journalism piece I'd found, or shock you with some Amy Schumer-esque sex humor, a la the Lenny Kravitz surprise wiener appearance. But finally, I decided to take the advice of internet memes everywhere and just do me. So here it is, my favorite thing on the internet this year, was the news clip of the little pre-K boy, Andrew, being asked by that nosy reporter, who obviously knows nothing about children, if he's going to miss his mom at school. I've watched this clip on a loop since I saw it in August. Like, I watch it over and over and over again. It's perfect in every way. His awkwardness about being on camera, his nervous laughter after he impulsively shouts no, and then those tears. I simultaneously laugh and tear up every single time that I watch it. There's so much emotion. Maybe it's because I work with kids, so I see their crazy mix of emotions on a daily basis, but I think mostly I relate to Andrew because his reaction is how I generally feel about new experiences too. Really, really excited, but at the end of the day, I just want my mom. And now it's my turn. The most impactful thing for me that happened on the internet was the introduction of the Facebook overlays for profile pictures. Trust me, there were funny things that happened this year that I loved, like Pizza Rat or the what are those vines. There's also more serious things like hashtag Black Lives Matter or Remember Her Name campaign for Sandra Bland. But I chose the overlays because it highlights two major things happening with people on social media. First, the immediate color changes in profile pictures after a landmark event like the SCOTUS decision on gay marriage or the France terrorist bombing demonstrate a shift in how we collectively view community. There's a clear understanding and awareness that our online communities are significant in our lives, and that was demonstrated by the act of conformity. The second thing that the overlays demonstrate is that our understanding of community might be changing, but we're still unaware of how to participate in this new community. When ISIS terrorists attacked Paris, France, the online community around the world felt powerless. There was something happening in our new collective community, but nothing directly any of us could do. The reason the overlays spread like wildfires, they provided an illusion of participating, helping, acting. The reality is that the overlays also demonstrated that this new super community doesn't have the tools to cope with the realities of its actions. Many mocked the overlays as an easy solution for feeling included, which I didn't really think was fair. 
because the overlays help people feel secure. The problem with feeling secure is that if we don't allow ourselves to experience discomfort over the things that plague us, like fracturing American justice system, income inequality, gender inequality, terrorism, buffering internet speeds, and everything in between, then we're going to waste the power of this amazing new community. And that's why this is the most significant thing that happened to me in 2015. Well, that's the show. Now let's all say bye, Felicia, to 2015, and thanks again to all the guests for their awesome insights on this past year. Share your thoughts and opinions about this episode's themes on Twitter, at internet and on the blog at leeandtheinternet.com. You can also find the show on facebook.com slash leeandtheinternet. And I hope everyone has a safe and happy 2016.